We started this series on Father's Day, uh, June 19th. Maybe you were here uh, that day. We kicked off this series. We've been in it all summer long. This is week seven, and we call it Summer Soundtracks because we're studying different songs or prayers or poems that come from the book of Psalms because the Psalms is the soundtrack of God's people in the Old Testament. It's the songs that they sang. It's the prayers that they prayed. It's the poems uh, that they read. We've had four different speakers and seven different psalms, including today. It's been a great series, but it's time to land the plane today, right? It's time to bring all of this to a conclusion. And um, I do not think I am smarter than the person who put the psalms together, right? I think that person was probably really smart, and therefore we should end this series with the psalm that ends the psalms, right? Which is Psalm 150. If they thought it was good enough to bring everything to a conclusion, I'm going to go with that. So in your Bible, on your device, whatever you're going to be following along with, find with me Psalm chapter 150. Psalm 150 is a very short poem or prayer or song very short if you think the message is going to be very short you're going to be disappointed but the psalm itself really short short enough that we could read it all at one time and that's what we're going to do i'm just going to read the whole thing at first and then we'll go back and we'll kind of track through different parts of uh, the psalm i want to read it all the way through because it's short but also like all psalms it's it's rhythmic um, it has a flow. You can dance to it, right? You wrap this. It's got, it's got that flow. That's, it, it's got that rhythm that good songs have, and you lose some of that if you break it up. It also has some repetition, right? Like a lot of songs have repetition. Sometimes I hear people complain that they don't like singing repetitious songs in church. And I, the first thing I want to say to them is, have you read the songs in the Bible? Like they, they all repeat Go to Revelation. Apparently, right now, living creatures are in heaven. And John says, day and night, the only thing they're singing is holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And then they repeat it. And then they repeat it. And John says, day and night, this is happening. If you don't like repetition, you're going to hate heaven. <laughs> and, and I get what people mean the songs they're used to sing like the hymns that we used to sing that weren't repetitious and I always want to say you mean the one that says blessed be the name blessed be the name blessed be the name of the Lord next line wait for it blessed be the name blessed be the name blessed be the name of the Lord anybody remember singing that when you, when, when you went to traditional church yeah 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 look all genres of song have repetition. The hallelujah chorus repeats itself over and over. All genres have repetition. We just don't like the repetition in the styles of songs we already don't like, all right? We come to the Psalms. Psalm 150, it is very repetitious. He writes, praise the Lord. If we transliterated that from the Hebrew into the English, it would be a familiar word to us. It's the word hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah is how it would have sounded somewhat like that. In Hebrew, halle, praise, Yah, Yahweh, the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. 
Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What do you think this guy wants us to do? Maybe he wants us to praise the Lord, huh? Maybe he wants us to praise him and it's with this joy and this exuberance and this energy and excitement that he writes come on praise the lord if you were here last week we studied psalm 88 and emotionally these two psalms are nothing alike nothing psalm 88 is all about grieving and mourning and lamenting and questioning and being confused and there's none of that in psalm 150 i mean you could read these two psalms and think these must be from different religions almost they're so far apart from one another which i think is part of the gift of the psalms part of the gift of the psalms is to remind us that we were created as emotional beings with a range a spectrum of emotions that you and i can experience the psalms not only show us that but they give us permission to experience the full range of emotions and responses Part of reading through the Psalms is God saying, look, I'm, I made you with a heart that feels things. I, made, I created you with emotions and give yourself permission to feel the full range of emotions, all the way from Psalm 88, grieving and mourning and discouraged, all the way to Psalm 150 that is exuberant and loud and joyful. Feel all of that. Now, we don't all feel them at the same time. On, on any given day, we're at different places along the emotional spectrum, aren't we? You know what it's like to be in a really good mood and get to work and meet somebody who's not. <laughs> right? Like you, It's been a great morning. You are just full of joy, greeting the day, and then you meet somebody who's grumpy. And you say, I'm not going to talk to that person today, right? You're not going to bring me down. Not today, Satan, right? Like, I'm in a good mood. You're not going to bring me down. And, and some of us know the opposite of that, don't we? We have been in a really bad mood. And the first person we meet in the morning is happy, happy, happy. And we think if they smile at me one more time, I'm going to kill them. Right? Just stay away. We are all at different places along the emotional spectrum at any given time. We don't feel all of the emotions at once. But the psalm says, look, if you read all of this, you'll see people at every stage along the emotional spectrum. You'll see people responding to God in all kinds of different ways. Give, your permission, give yourself permission to do that. Like I, think, I think the Psalms, by its example, is commanding us to do that. Commanding us to realize that the human experience should be felt deeply. The human experience should, should tap into our emotion. It should stir, stir our hearts. Do you ever get stuck emotionally? Don't look at your spouse or your parents do you ever get stuck here's what i mean give you i'll give you two examples of how i tend to get stuck emotionally one is i will i will notice 
after a couple of days that I am irritated all the time. My wife noticed it long before I did. My kids noticed it before she did. But I will eventually notice, like, there's just a slow burn. I'm just, I wake up irritated. I go to bed irritated. I'm irritated all day. And maybe there's no reason, or maybe there's like 500 little reasons, but it's just there. It's with me all the time, just stuck in this irritated place. And sometimes I have to say, you got to stop this. You got to get to some other place on the spectrum. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not the dogs. It's it's not the people you work with. It's not where you work. You you got to get out of this. I get stuck, and that kind of just irritated, and I don't examine it, and I don't deal with it, and it festers, and sometimes it blows up, and sometimes it embarrasses me. I get I can get stuck there. Other place I can get stuck. I tend to be uh, down the middle of the road emotionally. Okay, I know you've never noticed that. But I, I, my parameters are kind of right down the middle. You're, you're not going to walk in and see me doing cartwheels one day. That's just, that's just not me. And you're also not going to walk in and I'm going to be balled up in the corner crying. Right? That's just not, I like to be in control of my emotions, which is a problem sometimes. Right, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm very cerebral. I want to think things through. I want to arrive at a conclusion. I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass myself to, by being way over here or way over there. The problem is, God created some emotions over here, and God created some emotions over here that my heart needs to tap into sometimes. And I have to be reminded sometimes it's okay to be really, really happy when good things happen. Like, you can let it go. You can laugh and, and be excited, and you can let people know you are really, really happy about something. And, and you can weep if you need to, and you, and you can take some time if you need to. I tend to get stuck, either irritated or right down the middle, trying to be in control of my emotions. But we, we get to this Psalm 150, that seems to say, look, sometimes you just got to throw caution to the wind. Sometimes you got to be loud. Some, sometimes you got to rejoice. Sometimes you got to be happy. Sometimes you got to go all in. When you realize what God has done for you, get out of that stuck middle, get out of that place and be loud. Be loud. That's what he says. In the book of Nehemiah, they're celebrating the fact that the wall has been rebuilt. We studied Nehemiah a year or so ago. Nehemiah chapter 12 verse 43 says and on that day the day when they dedicated the wall they offered great sacrifices rejoicing because God has given them great joy the women and children also rejoiced everybody rejoiced the sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away why could it be heard far away because they were loud they were loud Psalm 150 the psalmist Acknowledging that Psalm 88 is in there and there's time to weep, there's time to be on that side of the spectrum. It says, look, 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 sometimes you got to be loud. He writes about um, tuned instruments, like instruments that play melody and, and harmony. But then he writes about untuned instruments that really all they do is make noise. 
He writes, praise God with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals, the clattering, clanging, bombastic, noisy instruments. Use them to pick them up, bang them, smash them, whatever you have to do. Use them to be loud in your worship. In the words of a more modern-day prophet, Jennifer Lopez, let's get loud, right? That's, that's what he's saying in Psalm 150. Come on, people, let's get loud. We're praising God. We're, we're talking to God. Don't hold anything back. Don't try to moderate your response. Don't try to be in control of your response all the time. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. James Montgomery Boyce was a Presbyterian minister in Chicago. In his commentary on Psalms, he writes, Let's be done with worship that is always weak and unexciting if you cannot sing loudly and make loud music to praise the God who has redeemed you in Jesus Christ and is preparing you for heaven perhaps it is because you do not really know God or the gospel at all ouch be mad at James not me James died in 2000 he doesn't care James says you know some of us get stuck when it comes to our response to God, when it comes to our worship, and we think, you know, I'm the quiet, I'm the quiet one. Like, I just want quiet songs. I just, I just, I want to meditate. And God's word says that, doesn't it? It says we should meditate. It says we should be still sometimes. It says we should be quiet sometimes. But it paints this spectrum. And the Psalms ends with this guy saying, all right, come on. You can't be quiet forever. It can't all be still. It can't all be about meditating. You got to rejoice sometimes. You got to sing sometimes. You got to make noise sometimes. Experience all of the emotions that God wants you to experience. And he writes this psalm to be all-inclusive. All-inclusive. Let me tell you how. He tells us to praise God everywhere first. Here's how he starts. Um, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Where's that? That's here on earth, right? That's God's house. That, that's the earth that God created. Praise him on earth where God created all of us. Then the next phrase is praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him where else? Well, if you're not on earth, praise him there too. If you're in the firmament, if you're in heaven, if you're in the sky, Praise him everywhere. If you're on earth, if you're not on earth, the response is praise him. Right? There's no don't praise God space in the universe. There's no don't praise God space in eternity, anywhere. You can't go anywhere and find a space that's a don't praise God space. The psalmist said, if you're on earth, if you're in heaven, wherever you are, everywhere praise God. The Lord, next verse, praise God, praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. So in, in addition to praising God everywhere, we should praise God for everything. Praise God everywhere. Praise God for everything, His, His mighty acts. That's what He does. Praise God for what He's done, what He's done in your life what you've seen him do in other people's life, what you know he's done in the Bible and throughout history, what you know he's going to do. Praise God for all the things that he does, his mighty acts. 
but then also praise him for his surpassing greatness that's who he is what's God great at he's great in love he's great in mercy he's great in forgiveness he's great in justice his redemption is great praise God for what he does his mighty acts praise God for who he is his surpassing greatness third not only praise God for everything praise God with everything with everything what should I praise God with whatever you can find whatever you have whatever's near you here's the whole thing beginning of verse 3 praise him with the sounding of the trumpet praise him with the harp and the lyre praise him with the timbrel and dancing praise him with the strings and pipe praise him with the clash of cymbals praise him with resounding cymbals praise God with everything whatever's in your life whatever you have offer it as a praise to God and the psalmist is specifically talking about worship and obviously he's specifically talking about musical instruments but not just musical instruments everything in your life offer it as praise to God your skills offer them as praise to God your interaction with people offer it as praise to God when you go about your day offer it as praise to God what what, what whoever brings whoever God brings into your your path let that relationship let that conversation be offered as praise to God the things that come out of your mouth not just today all week long the things that come out of your mouth let it be praise to God he says with everything you have praise the Lord and he ends with this wonderful exclamation point let everything that has breath praise the Lord everything no one gets to sit out no one gets to just be an observer no one gets to take a pass if you have breath if you are alive if there's a heartbeat in your chest the psalmist says praise the Lord let go sometimes just praise the Lord just be loud praise the Lord I like the way Psalm 148 expands this in verses 7 through 13 he writes praise the Lord from the earth you great sea creatures and all ocean depths lightning and hail snow and clouds stormy winds that do his bidding you mountains and all hills fruit trees and all cedars wild animals and all cattle small creatures and flying birds kings of the earth and all nation you princes and all rulers on earth young men and women old men and children let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted his splendor is above the earth and and the heavens the writer of Psalm 148 didn't have quite as much confidence in us to figure out what everything that has breath is and so he just started listing things all of that all of that all of that and we best not let the sea creatures and flying birds do what we are supposed to do we best not turn over our responsibility to praise the Lord to other beings not created in the very image of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, he says. Now that's the, the details of the chapter. Right? That's some of the minutia. But there's a, there's a larger arc to the story. In this series, um, Jono uh, taught on Psalm chapter 1, right? With mentions of Randy Travis, George Jones, Mima and Bear Spray. If you didn't see it, you should go back and watch it. 
John O. taught on Psalm 1. If you remember, Psalm 1 is also a short chapter, but it, but it starts with this idea that we ought to know the Word of God. We ought to know who God is through His Word, and, and we ought to obey that God. We should respond to that God, and if we do, we will become like a, a, a strong tree, like nourished and rooted and not easily blown around. We will prosper, chapter 1 says. If we obey God, if we, if we know Him through His Word and we follow Him and we obey Him, in chapter 1 it says we're going to prosper and God's going to watch over us. That's where Psalm starts. And then between Psalm 2 and Psalm 149, we take a lot of detours around that. We visit some places where there's worship and there's victory and God, you are great. But then we got to be honest. From Psalm 2 to Psalm 149, we visit some places that are really, really hard. Where, where people are questioning God and they're not sure they believe chapter 1 anymore. They're accusing God of not being good and, and not being fair. Their, their life is falling apart. See, in Psalm, in Psalm chapter 1, the message is really clear and straightforward. Obey God, you're going to prosper and God's going to watch over you. It's 1 plus 1 equals 2. If you do this, this will happen, yay God. But from chapter 2 to chapter 149, it gets a little grayer. And we hurt more, and, and we question more, and we wonder more, and we ask more questions, and we, we aren't quite as confident. But then we arrive at the ending. Like we arrive at chapter 150. In the beginning, we're told God's watching over you, He's there. If you obey him, you will prosper. That's what you were told at the beginning of your faith, wasn't it? Like the, the beginning of our spiritual story, if you are a follower of Jesus, it began with clarity. Clarity. I'm a sinner. Jesus is Savior. God made me and loves me, and I want to follow him. It was clear. I need to do this. And, and you didn't understand everything about the Bible. Like you, you didn't have this robust theological framework in that chapter one of your spiritual life. But you were clear. God loves me. Jesus died for me. I need a Savior. It's just real clear. And then some Psalm 88s came along in your life. And some hard times came and questions popped up that you couldn't get a good answer to and you wondered and you doubted. Like Pastor Jimmy told us, there were some seasons of disorientation. Remember that if you were here the first week where life just knocked you off of the foundation. And there were seasons like Roy talked to us about where it felt like the whole earth was falling away and we, we're trying to run to the refuge that is God, but in reality, the whole earth seemed to be falling into the sea at times. 
And there were times that we questioned from chapter 2 to chapter 149. And we accused God and we said, God, I think this is your fault. You could have done something. We had all of that gray. But one glorious day, we're going to step into the ultimate chapter 150. And what's going to happen is the cloud is going to lift. And Paul says, we see through a glass dimly. Like we don't see everything. But on that day, ultimate Psalm 150, it's going to lift. And you know what we're going to say? It was true. It was always true. What Psalm 1 told me that if I follow God and I obey God, that he'll watch over me and he'll prosper me. And I wasn't sure sometimes, but I'm looking back now from Psalm 150 and it was true. God was always there. God always honored his name and his word. When I didn't see it, it was true. And on that day, Everyone from everywhere with everything. The Bible says every tongue, every tribe, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Because we're going to realize chapter one was true. God is who he said he is. And I'll let you in on a little secret. We're going to be loud that day. <laughs> We're going to be loud. I'm not just guessing. John writes the book of the Revelation. He sees into eternity. He sees into heaven. Revelation 19.1. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar. Not the whimper. Not the whisper. Not that we were trying to keep everything quiet. No, I heard the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting hallelujah, praise the Lord, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. I don't know what chapter you're in. I don't know if there's a really good chapter for you, like you're praising God and, and it's clear right now and you believe what you believe or if you're in... Psalm 90 or Psalm 88 and you're struggling and you're questioning I just know Psalm 150 is coming and since it's coming we might want to get ready for it since we're going to be loud one day we might as well be loud today thank you we'll get a couple more going See, I know what's happening now. For some of you, you can sense we're wrapping up, right? Like you just you got that sense, that tingle thing. Like uh, he's landing the plane. He's trying to figure out where to bring this thing down. And so your mind is shifting right now to lunch, to what you got to do this afternoon, to what you got to do to get ready for work tomorrow. Kids going back Tuesday. 
Now your mind's shifting right now because we're bringing it down. And that's what I'm asking you. Let's just stay right here for another minute or two. Let's just stay right here. Let's come back from wherever you were starting to go to because we need to sing. Praise Him. Praise Him. Let everything that has breath Praise Him, God. Chapter 1 is so clear. We love it. 1 plus 1 equals 2. God is God. Jesus is a Savior. If I follow Him, my life's going to be prosperous. I'm going to grow. And, and then all these other chapters come along, and I don't always know what to do with them. I don't always know where you are. I don't always know how to pray. But there's a glorious Psalm 150 coming. When everyone, everywhere, every knee, every tribe, every tongue is going to shout. There's going to be a roar of hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Help us to get started now. Help us to praise you now. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. Let's sing. Let's worship the Lord together.